and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and a writer get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, your resident writer and podcaster from such shows as I'm Gonna Podcast and Difficulty Class. And with me each week are two amazing people who are. Uh, I'm Erin M. Evans. Uh, I write fantasy novels. I'm best known for the Brimstone Angels saga and the forthcoming Empire of Exiles. Yeah. Uh, I'm B. Dave Walters, and Aaron M. Evans has adjusted her camera maybe three inches, but it is enough to just like I'm like, where are you? What is this place? What's even happening? <laughs> it, it, like it, it's like that that '70s show episode. I call it uh, the basement, two inches you know, to the left. <laughs> that's the thing. I feel the same way because we don't usually see this angle of your true, camera. True. True. I am doing because usually, usually you get that's what you usually have. Yeah. And then now you, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I want the listeners to know he literally just did a Wayne's World camera one, camera two, the camera one, camera two, camera one, camera. Look at this, look at this. I got, I got. Whoa, what? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah, fades yeah. out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Very I got nice. fade to black and everything. I appreciate we're going to great lengths about the visuals of an audio podcast. <laughs> but that's uh, we're first time listeners. This is what it's like. <laughs> this is what it's like. I want you Welcome. to know that this is in fact the podcast you signed on for. Also, yeah. if this is your first episode, maybe a tangent episode. Well, I mean, maybe it is the best one to jump in on because you're just yeah. going to get a lot of what we are right now. Yep, so, yep, yep. so hmm? I'm going to tangent before you've even said that it's a tangent episode. And I'm going to say to you guys. Hmm. So um, I had the joyous experience of signing uh, Dungeons and Dragons of Dark and Wish, the graphic yeah. novel I wrote uh, at, my, at my local Barnes and Noble. It's funny. Every time I go into a Barnes and Noble, I look to see if they have it. Maybe oh. 25% of the time I offer to sign it, right? Huh. So uh, it just so happens, you know, my friendly local Barnes and Noble, they actually had it. I'm like, this is my store that I always come to. I'm like, I got to do it here. And, you know, they took a picture and they put it on Instagram, but it was all nice and everything. Okay. I, yeah, and, that, that's the thing. I got I to gotta ask, as someone who formerly literally did that job, uh, mm -hmm. did you go to them to ask if you could sign or did they recognize you and ask you to do it? I went to them. I didn't expect okay. them to recognize me. And, I mean, I still wear a mask because people are filthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, you're also... Yeah gigantic you're rather, i mean yeah, but, i mean like this part it's a treasure well this, the lower half you. of your face is a treasure however i feel like you're pretty recognizable it, even it if you is, can't see it it is like reverse batman like i look like scorpion <laughs> sub-zero that's true but uh and, and i did have somebody recognize me at a thing on saturday that was like are you b dave walters because yeah you know but that happened so uh i i pointed it out to them you know what's mm -hmm. funny somebody mentioned this on twitter and it is super true if you just walk in and you're like, I wrote that, would you like me to sign it? People are just like, yes. Like, they don't ask for proof. They don't ask. They don't no. card you. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. honestly, the reason why I asked that, like, like wasn't like, oh, everyone should absolutely recognize B.D. Walters, which you absolutely should. Um, but uh, Stop it. Because the thing is, though, is that, like, as someone who did work at a Barnes Noble, who did handle the social media and, on, and that sort of stuff, I loved it when authors came in and they're like, hey, I wrote my book and I'm really excited. It's on the shelf. Can I sign it? I'd be like, let's fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say. I will say the That's times awesome. I've done it, that has been the reaction every time. Yeah. People are like, oh, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was very... Yeah. Um, there was times signing the individual comics. I had a couple of times people would get weird, and I think the people that got weird about it, I think they didn't believe me. They yeah. didn't believe oh. that I'd written it, and they couldn't be like, prove it. So they were just like... One dude was like, well, we find the people don't want their issues signed. I'm like, I've been reading comics for 35 years. You are a fucking liar. <laughs> Yeah, hum, but fine. Hum, hum. Yeah. Interesting, but, interesting but, tactic but there. I, I posted. I posted about you know. I posted the picture and everything. And somebody wrote uh, a response. I got was my boyfriend did Mamone every time he saw one of his books in a used bookstore. 
I decided then every time I saw one, I would buy it. May that never happen if it does, because sometimes people pass and beloved volumes slip from the shelves. May your joy not dim. So this mm. is the thing that I was going to say. I was going to talk behind the scenes. And I'm like, this is content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, especially because, Aaron, you you have, have published far more than all of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Would... I think so. Anyway. <laughs> Definitely would seeing episode. your book in a used bookstore bum you out? Because I feel seeing my book in a used bookstore wouldn't bum me out. Seeing my book in the clearance bin yeah. would bum me so, out. So I will say this. So I did see one time there's a half price books that is in uh, the town I live in. And it's right on the like the kind of the main road that cuts through the little downtown part. And this is how I would go to drop my son off for preschool or and I drove by and I saw the on the clearance uh, things outside. I saw the cover of Fire in the Blood. If you You're know like, this book, <laughs> I did. I did. I dropped him off. I looped back there. I went up. There were two of them, and I bought both of them. And you know what I did? I got on my Facebook page and I was like, "Yo, people like these books. They want these books. The hardcover, uh, like hardcover, doesn't. They don't usually print as many of them. And mm -hmm. in Fire in the Blood's case, there was a very serious misprint in the paperback, mm -hmm. and the publisher's response was, "We just won't reprint. We won't go to." Um, Oh, what's the word? There were no more of them. They did the one run Jesus. of them. They one print run, and then they said they were done. Rather mm -hmm. than rather than get get it fixed, it's missing mm -hmm. some very important climactic paragraphs oh, because someone accidentally mm -hmm. deleted them. Um, mm -hmm. They basically just said fuck it, right? So anyway, these are hard to find books, and so uh, that bookstore just did not know what they had, frankly. And I think this mm -hmm. is maybe a little different. Is is that Brimstone Angels um, is is a uh, more popular than there are copies uh, mm -hmm. for most of the books that they they sold through the print runs and that was when like basically Watsi decided they didn't want to do more novels sold through print runs they didn't put out new print runs so there aren't piles and piles of them you know <clears throat> circulating like earlier Forgotten Realms novels when they they did tons right um, they so people want copies and then you get on eBay and there's some asshole charging you know. $300 for a copy of Brimstone Angels. That makes me mad because, mm -hmm. because also it makes me mad because I have once or twice gotten uh, someone on the internet calling me a gold digger for selling my books for so much. Oh I'm like, buddy, God. I don't see a, I don't see a dime of that. That's, mm -hmm. that's like yeah. resale market. I don't get any money from, a, from the resale market. And then also if someone wants to convince you to pay a ton of money for these books, I don't see any of that, right? Yeah. The yeah. best it is, the best I get is that people people think, damn, those books must be popular. And then hopefully they go, well, if they're popular, the book that she has coming out is going to be super yeah. good. Maybe, sure. maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always look, and I will be honest, like I don't find them very often. Um, right. I think so between the fact that it's a it's a limited print run and they're they have a very uh pleased audience people don't tend to get rid of them but, so fun, but when fun i fact, see them i, I have, buy them and then i get them to people who want them i have a used bookstore uh around me that uh it's mainly pretty much the only used bookstore i go to but if i'm in the area like i'm gonna be in that shopping center i always beeline in there and go uh go over to the fantasy section real quick go evans evans evans, evans. Nope. okay cool <laughs> i just I'm, walk I'm, out <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna start looking now because there was like a big used bookstore here that closed recently but then that like mm -hmm. the next time i go to like the last 
bookstore or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go get elbow deep in there. Yeah, but, people. But... People will pay a lot of money for those too. <laughs> honestly, like I know people who are like, I really wanted to read it, and, and I really didn't want to read it on an ebook, so I paid eighty dollars for a paperback of Brimstone Angels, and I'm like, wow, that's a weird feeling. That's yeah. a weird feeling. Yeah. It's. It's one of those that's like, oh, you really wanted to read something I wrote. That's awesome. But also, bitch, I got none of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to, to go back and answer your question, though, I mean, if, like, if, if I get a book published and I end up seeing it in a used bookstore, I'm going to be like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know why. Like, it, it's, it's I think like, it's, I like it's not think saying it's... that, like, oh, I didn't like your book enough that I sold it. It's just like, sure. you read the, in my head, you read the book, you enjoyed it, you ran out of room on your shelf, and you fucking That's the thing. Here. If this is the spine broken. Yes. Yeah. Right? And if it's a slightly beat up copy. Mm. And you cared enough that you didn't just throw it away. And yeah. the proprietor of yeah. this establishment That's saw true. value in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I just think if I saw, like, the red sticker, which meant it's 50 cents or something, oh, like, yeah. that, that might, that might, that might wound, that might wound a little. That might wound a little, you know? uh but i don't know you buy it you sign it you sell it for more <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was actually one of the the, wild the ones. sticker for so so this this used bookstore like essentially occasionally i get uh, a book that i'm like i'm targeting this one and i just go in there if they don't have it i leave because there's a lot of dangerous stuff in there i want to buy like they have gundam <laughs> models they got oh. yeah they got they got old video games and stuff it's a dangerous place for me to be and uh, so at one point I um, I'd set on the Stormlight Archive. I wanted the the hardcover of the Stormlight Archives and ended up finding those. And then the next one I did is I wanted to find um, uh, Pat Rothfuss's books in hardcover, all of them. And not only did I find them, but the last the the uh, the so the the short novella and then the second one I found both of them at the same time in hardcover and they were both signed. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, all right, this is a great day. <laughs> You know what it is? That's somebody who died. That's either somebody who died or lost big in the divorce. You know what I mean? Because the person that God had signed did not let that go yeah, one way no. or another. You know what I mean? Like one way or another. That's like, mm. but here's the thing. I consume so much used book content. Mm-hmm. I never get rid of books ever. Yeah. I don't loan them out. I, I don't. To. I mean, it, I think when I moved into this place, when I moved into this studio, what was for me significant is I finally threw out the textbooks from when I used to teach that are like 10 years old now, and I know they've changed, <laughs> and stuff like, you know, the the agent's writer's market, the writer's mm-hmm. agent's market for like, you know, 2007 type yeah. thing. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh. But what if? And I'm like, no, dude. No, no, dude. no dude. that one go. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? I hold on to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I usually try to go go through just just for purely space because yeah. i just have stacks of books like on the other side of this yeah, recording too. doors right here there are stacks of books <laughs> rightly so trevor bettis rightly so this is your wizard's tower like i mean if, if, no, if I it was me to... working at barnes and noble before the pandemic and having a discount uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, was stripping paperbacks still a thing when oh you worked my there? god i oh. had to do it once and it killed oh, me that it, one oh, hurts fucking so that one hurts so, I, the only folks. way i could disassociate was to start building a fort with the sad like coverless books so so here's the thing so okay y'all who haven't worked in a bookstore um when a book doesn't sell enough and they're going to send it back to the publisher or whatever you that's just have to a cut thing off- you can do just yeah. to be oh, yeah. clear 
Yeah, books are returnable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, many times the author doesn't get paid until that's taken out of it. By the way, so that's Mm -hmm. rough. Um, But a lot of times you don't have to send the whole book back. You cut off the cover and you send that back as proof you didn't Mm -hmm. sell it. Which, if you notice, inside of most of the paperbacks you have, it will say on the first page or two, "Do not buy this book if it doesn't have a cover." Yep. So I worked at a bookstore called Hastings when I was in. uh, when I was in college, which is like Fisher Price, my first Best Buy, like it was one of the <laughs> one of the first books, music and video chains. Yeah. And um, every week we could all have a free paperback. Mm. You just had to strip it, and nobody in the place read but me. So I'd get six or seven free books every week because I'd wow. just be like telling me nice. want this one, telling me so. So I got mad coverless paperback. <laughs> Well, that was the thing. I, I, I was able to like grab some, uh, mm-hmm. um, like the thing was the one that I had to do was was the romance novel one. So I was mainly grabbing them for my wife. That was just like, if it looks like it's a fantasy novel, but also has a really hot guy on the cover, grab that one. <laughs> Valid. Valid. Yeah. That's just that's just a good life strategy. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was a good tangent. I liked that one. Yeah, that's relevant. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we uh, we said we were going to do a tangent episode because, you know, it's been a while since it's just been the, the three of us talking. And you know what? We, we wanted to just have some fun and answer some uh, listener questions uh, and tangent away. So let's see what we got here that was replied to us on, on Twitter. <laughs> well, first of all, from Lee Goldberg. Uh, friend of the friend show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. Has made all made three of us into pancakes. pancakes. Yeah. It's true. He made me a pancake. He's made you a pancake like nine times. <laughs> that is true. I've been a number of pancakes. And yeah. every time I'm like, surely I won't feel just as good to be a pancake again. And yet every time, every time. <laughs> uh, so Lee Goldberg says, you're all so awesome. Oh, a no, question. Why are you me. all so awesome? <laughs> no, really a real question. Uh, I guess for real, uh, being seasonal and all, how do you feel about writing horror and or horror themes? Well, um, y'all know I do. I mean, uh, first of all, is it seasonal? That's the first thing you gotta ask yourself. (laughs) Is it it seasonal? Um, I do quite a bit of horror storytelling, you might know. Uh, And I've also gone on record many times saying horror is not my jam. And I also know most of the people that I know that are horror storytellers, horror is not their jam either, but I'm not gonna out any of those people. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I find a lot of horror super fans don't create it and a lot of the people that create it don't consume it mm-hmm. and i don't find that to be the case in some other genres yeah you know like i find like sci-fi writers are still super about star wars and star trek and stuff <laughs> and, and you know fantasy writers love the lord of the rings play D. there's just that particular disconnect i don't know why yeah you know? yeah i i mean i do i enjoy writing horror i i i've written quite a few horror things and i i find it fun but the thing is i do have like there are some horror movies that i really enjoy like i love insidious and the conjuring and sinister and stuff like that but then you get to like hellraiser i'm like no i'm out i'm nope no thank you i'm gonna be over here i'm gonna close the door you all have a great time bye-bye pretty sure they're doing another hellraiser they are they it's, are. Yeah, yeah. it's coming out next next week i think yeah clive barker is back and doing it uh i this is this is the thing i love the idea of horror i love what i like is i like to read um i go to the movie spoiler and i read what happens in horror movies but here's the thing 
just for example, I was on a writing retreat this weekend and I was staying in this like hundred year old house Heck yeah! and I keep getting these. It was such an, it was so nice guys. It was so cozy oh, and awesome. they've it done it up. And I didn't see a ghost, but uh, it's a hundred years old. So mm. <laughs> part of me is like, of course it's on it. Mm. Um, but I keep getting these ads for this horror movie smile. And I'm like, what the fuck is this about? Uh, yep. So I read it and then I couldn't sleep at yeah. all because i read what happens in it oh see I'm that's see how that how sensitive i am to being scared okay. <laughs> shit. Dude, this is um you know not unlike george R. R. martin being dead to me this is a part <laughs> in our conversation which let me tell you something oh y'all okay i'm not gonna tell you the context and being very vague for other people's you know other people's privacy okay i was at a party mm -hmm. at a table ranting about george R. R. martin being dead to me with one of the showrunners of the show. Oh God, yeah, I think and you told I us about that. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't regret having said it. If I'd known it was him, I would have looked him in the eye and pointed at him and been like, "You tell that motherfucker what I said." So I don't regret it, but I did not know it. Yep. You know, um, yeah, I, I think. Um, uh, but but this is the point in the show where I had to tell you that you have to see The Northman because The Northman's a masterpiece. Mm. I know both of you were squeamish. <laughs> That's fine. Zone of safety. Content warning. Very violent, including violence against animals. Yep. The movies. It's not a horror movie, though. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the I mean, it's, it's a horror movie in the sense that, again, it's ultraviolet Hamlet. So he does some things does it, expressly does to than, scare some other people. Does it huh? get worse than uh, Game of Thrones? Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones was on TV, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was on HBO. It barely. That's still television, though. That's still like, television. That's barely TV. Yeah. 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 So he 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 does some things to strike fear in the hearts of others, but it is not a horror movie. Mm -hmm. It's it's more it's 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 a tragedy, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but the movie's a the movie's a masterpiece. That's all I have to say about that. Um, but I think um. What I haven't done is I have not written a purely horror story that was solely the written word. Yeah. Every horror thing I've written was written for Like I've written oh. plenty of horror screenplays, for instance. Or, you know, the Black Dice Society is a horror story, but same yeah. thing, it's a TTRPG, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I haven't, in one of my favorite stories, and it's <laughs> apocryphal, I have no idea if it's true. And every time I try and tell this story, um uh i i forget the names of uh the the people in 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 uh relevant people robert lewis stevenson robert lewis stevenson apparently wrote dr jekyll and mr hyde oh yeah yeah, yeah. gave it to his <laughs> wife to read yeah she just freaks out the story scares the hell out of her he throws the story in the fireplace because it upset her so much and then was like wait what am i doing and sits down and writes it again and both of them agree that it is not as scary as the first thing he wrote. Imagine that. You have this story yeah. that like, becomes that iconic. Timeline. Yeah, that just becomes iconic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not as bad as your first like, take at it. Yeah, like 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 so. imagine like your favorite movie of all time and the director's just like, yeah, but there was a better version that existed, but you'll never see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And believe me, nobody's more upset about that than me. Yeah. 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 yeah that like we lost the first cut and did it all over again. God. So I will say I don't. Uh, so all of that, and I wouldn't necessarily say I write horror, mm -hmm. but I do know that within the context of writing sword and sorcery, I have written things that have scared my loved ones. Hey! So I didn't think it was scary when I was writing it. 
so I don't know that counts, but I'll tell you something that happened to me and I will give no details to this. Uh, I was expressly told, write the most fucked up thing you can think of. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I turned it into them and they were like, we need you to tone this down. It's way too much. But you I'm like, you what? I'm like, you said, so what you really <laughs> asked me to do is write the most fucked up thing you, you. can think of. <laughs> I, uh, I had a friend who, who edited my, my older stuff uh, for me because I'm just terrible with spell check and everything. And uh, <laughs> I, when I started writing horror, she's just like, I'm reading this, but I want you to know I hate reading this. And then I, I wrote one story and she read it and she gave it back to me and the first note was i almost quit doing this during this story (laughs) well i mean hopefully not like rage quit because it was so bad no no she she was just like she's like i was terrified during the hallway scene i was just like oh that's that's great and then i kept working on that i was just like oh the story actually doesn't work and i ended up abandoning it and she got really Uh, mad at me she's like i read that (laughs) well go back to work trevor you go back (laughs) turn into misery all of a sudden exactly you you, you don't leave the bed until you're done with it well, you, you, go back, you go back to it and you either see how you can make it work now knowing what you know now also i volunteer to help you for free or how can you extract that juice and put it into that, something yeah, that, else that that's hey. really what i want to do with it because essentially it was me taking the first short story that i put up on amazon and trying to continue it a little bit longer and mm-hmm. i was like no it was good where it was like that ending was perfect and did not need more you did, you you made the mistake of Peter Jackson it, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I, I funny I enough, that was during you. the time the Hobbit oh. movies were coming you, out. Like, I assure <laughs> you, my characters aren't gay. Look, I will prove it at length. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't prove anything for the record. Uh, the no, fact nope, that he nope. married Rosie, I'm like, that don't prove nothing, yeah, Peter Jackson. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Frodo's still coming around every Wednesday night. (laughs) You're still going over there trimming the hedges. Okay. (laughs) So I have a a horror question. So you guys talk about movie horror movies you like. And so actually I just realized like I I hate watching horror movies, but I actually do I I tend to be like so I've I've read a fair amount of, of horror and I always am so scared of it and then I don't feel like it's quite as bad, although then afterwards I'm scared. I'm like fine until I get to the end and then I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what horror books and stories have oh, you no. read of late that you like? I was really worried you were going to ask this question. I'll so, answer while you think if that helps. No, but. no, I know. I'm, That's I'll, the problem. I'll, I'll answer because my answer is very short and unfulfilling. Um, wow. and then I can give it to you for better ones. So recall when I'm working in a certain genre, I stop consuming content yep. from that genre because I steal it. I don't mean to. I don't. But, you know, those things get filed away. And I'm all like, you know what would be cool? If there was an immortal Transylvanian that drank blood. People were like, that's Dracula. I'm like, it's who now? Who was? Um, uh, Is that the Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. Uh, I I have a novel that is a collection of Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, because none of those are actually very long. And all three of them are in one novel. Mm -hmm. And I think reading that from start to finish to kind of see. Dracula is Dracula. I I only read that like last year and I was like, this slaps. It's really good. It's really fucking good. And and I can only imagine like reading that when like you did not 
already know the whole vampire zeitgeist would be fucking terrifying the the first time i read through that book uh it was when i was a parking lot attendant so i was i was reading it while i was there and i came home one night and i was just like i just got past the the ghost ship rolling into port man people must have been shitting themselves back in the day (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i uh, i find i mean human beings have plenty plenty of flaws plenty of flaws we're beautiful creatures but we we do a lot of things wrong but for the most part if something lasts centuries and becomes iconic it's got some legs to it for the most part you know what i mean like you consume it you're like "Ah, i see what they're on about with this Macbeth thing as a sidebar (laughs) it's interesting to look at like what was popular like at the time some of these things came out because those books don't necessarily last because there are things that are very of their time and place. And once we get out of that, we're like, I will say something that is interesting to me. And I'm sure like PhDs and stuff have written papers about this is what people feel is frightening at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have, there were, there was a time, um, you know, in almost the Middle Ages and stuff, where stories about like the Beast of Chevaldon and stuff. Although I actually mm-hmm. think that happened, but for the most part, like something coming and eating us is a, is an imminent yeah. threat because stuff yeah. can come and eat you. And then you get into like Lovecraftian times, mm-hmm. taking the man out of it and putting him over there in Thank a box, <laughs> where madness is such a thing. Yeah. You know, being be, mm-hmm. lo- being trapped in your own mind and you know Edgar Allan Poe and stuff and like oh shit am yeah. I disconnected from reality you know that mm-hmm. was the scariest thing it wasn't an external threat it was an internal threat yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. and I, then I, now we kind of have all those things yeah no it's true like for, for, for me when it comes to like horror books I like here's the thing I, I love Stephen King the person and I respect him immensely I don't jive with his writing um, cannot stand his books love I, his it, stories hate yeah. his style no like, that's the, like like i know i like his storytelling because like i watch movies that mm-hmm. are based on his works and i'm like oh mm-hmm. i really liked that and then i try to go mm-hmm. read it and i'm like i i can't i can't get into this it's, I, i'd never felt that i i, I felt that way about Cor- uh, about stephen king since i was in high school cormac yeah. mccarthy's the same thing yeah his stuff's unreadable but i'm like if somebody else filters what you're trying to tell me oh it's brilliant yeah you know but like i can't get it from you and so i i've been on the like the search for like horror novels that like i really like and i try i'm I'm not gonna name ones that i don't like (laughs) because there's a few and i have very strong opinions (laughs) um but the thing is is that like i don't think i found a recent one that's really doing it for me like right now i'm reading uh house of leaves i was warned Mm -hmm. about this book several people told me don't do it um and but then i got into this really weird like internet creepypasta thing called the back rooms which is like just liminal spaces that you're trapped in and that's what the house of leaves is and i went okay well i'm gonna read this and that part's super interesting and literally everything else i hate (laughs) including most of the characters that's a very uh yeah that's a tough book yeah well it's mainly like the characters piss me off I'm just like I'll sit, I'll be sitting there reading. I'm like, oh wow, this is really cool. And then someone does something. I'm like, that was the stupidest thing you could have had a character do. Um, but as far as like recent novels go, man, I don't. I'm trying to think of like ones that I really, really loved. I've oh. got some suggestions for you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so 
I have two that I finished and two that I didn't because they scared me too bad. All right, I'm getting Google ready. Okay, mm. so uh, Nothing But Blackened Teeth by Cassandra Oh, I have Paw. that one. That one is very creepy, and I, I like the way one. she writes. I like her prose a lot. Um, it is like a bunch of friends go stay in a haunted house, basically, and the ghosts get them. That's, oh, I, 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 that's literally sitting in my living room. <laughs> it's on my to be read. <laughs> the uh, the other one that I downloaded like a sample and I and then I was too scared to read it. And my friends read it and they loved it. And then I was like, I'm just going to peek at this. And I was like, oh, no, I'm really sucked in. So I bought it. Uh, the Death of Jane Lawrence, which is like kind of a gothic. It's got like kind of a gothic horror thing, but it gets into some weird shit. Oh, and my wife read this. Caitlin, Caitlin Starling. She also has a book called The Luminous Dead that involves uh, people in caves that is also a horror novel. Ooh. I have not been brave enough to read that one oh, because that one. I get very stressed about being stuck in small places. Um, the two I didn't finish because they were too scary. One is actually um, a novella and it's Joe Hill and Stephen King writing together called In the Tall Grass. Okay. I should not have started reading it. It was too scary. Okay. This is way too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, what's funny is I, I actually do like Joe Hill. I know that's Stephen King's son, but I, I'm like, yeah. I like your stuff. <laughs> that's fair. They're different yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, like there, there's a side, a side topic in there, right? But they wrote that one together. So it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't feel quite as much like Stephen King style. Mm -hmm. uh, there's scary shit in the grass. I'm just going to tell you. Sweet. The other one is The Only Good Indians uh, by, oh, what's his name? Oh, I think I've seen this cover. This, this looks familiar. Stephen Graham Jones. Anytime no. authors have three names, my brain starts swapping them and I have to go check. <laughs> you know, uh, it's so good, but it just got so fucking scary. Oh, good I'm it's a, a tension. I'm this one, one of those this tension awesome. ones that just ramps and ramps. Hey, uh, what drama is tension but horror mm -hmm. is more tension more <laughs> tension it's a lot yeah. of tension yeah. it's a yeah. lot and it's yeah <laughs> Dra drama is conflict be... horror is tension. yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's one of those like um these friends go these like these four indigenous men like go and they they hunt a deer they're not supposed to hunt right and then the spirit comes after them and starts taking them out Oh, and, oh, and then like once they start going you're like fuck 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 fuck, oh, fuck. No, someone I, figure it out i'm super in that sounds awesome you'll have to tell me how it ends okay I actually just realized i could probably read the <laughs> probably read the summary here and uh scare myself the, the funny thing is though is that like yeah most <laughs> most of the time though i i when i'm like oh i want to read something horror i've gone back and i've read dracula or i've gone and read like like oh, classic so horror stories they're so good stuff. they're so good but there's but there's also like so much good stuff out there like new stuff too too. yeah um just looking oh man oh actually you know, here, here's a plug for champions of the lord go back and listen to the podcast uh we gave a list of uh lovecraftian books that weren't written oh by yeah lovecraft. that's right those were good uh, yep. those were good sure. yeah those ones those ones were really good so those that I list like, that's what i, I feel, that's my list that's interesting i feel like those are lists i'm like there's a less horror than um like just sort of weird. yeah okay yeah spooky, spooky. however spooky. it occurred to me we've asked exactly one we've answered exactly yeah. one listener question next yeah. question i mean right. that, that is that is some high level tangenting by the that way is, that we've made that it halfway that. through the episode and answered one question 
Uh, this is from uh, Mark Harris on Twitter. Uh, what do you do when you have the urge to write, but when it comes to ideas, your brain is all, eh? Oh, shit. That's a thing that happens? <laughs> I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> what? I feel like, okay, so it's been, it, I have to admit, like, I'm. it's been a while because I've gotten such a backlog of books that I want to write. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I, so, okay, 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 okay. Once upon a time, uh i took a class at the community oh, I thought college she was just start telling a new, a new like novel right here's there. your story here's your story mark harris no i so the community college near me had this class that was like called intuitive writing or something and i was in a slump i was writing lesser evils uh i think i was pregnant at the time and i was just having a lot of trouble and i was like okay i'm gonna go take this class and this this lady with like very colorful broomstick skirts kind of thing had us do stuff like um like make up a word and then pass the word to someone. Mm. And then they had to like use the word and they had to like explain what the word was. And then some, you had to draw a picture of that thing and then you had to write a story about it, like that kind of stuff. It was very like how to like get out of your own head a little bit. Um, This is also where, you know, she had us think about um, like externalizing your inner critic. Like, what does it look like? Give it a name. And then you write a letter where you say, Hey, fuck off. Like you can come back later when I'm looking for commas. It's like and Stephen Pressfield this... with the War of Art. Yeah. Um, and but one of the things that we did uh, was there were two exercises that pop in my head. One is like like go through your book collection and like pick out like books that you like, like books that really speak to you, and like write down what is it that you that you really like about them. Like you might be like pull out some sentences and might be pull out some ideas and just kind of have those mm-hmm. and, and sort of think about like, is there something in here that you want to do too? And I think there's a question in here about like, you know, that actually a topic I would love to talk about, which is sort of the difference between um, when you recognize something as a strength you don't have and you want mm-hmm. and recognizing something as a strength you don't have and that you, you really aren't on the path to getting you when you're mm-hmm. going this way and stuff like that. But that's a bigger topic. Anyway, yeah. the other thing was just make a list of things you think are interesting. Right. And then you can kind of like pick and choose across them. Yeah. Um, this lends itself well to that sort of haystacking concept yeah. um, that you can kind of just like, I, I like this better than this sort of standard. I don't like writing prompts personally. Uh, See, okay. They're not for me, but that that's okay. If they are for you, they're not for yeah. me. I like this better where I'm like, okay, I think tattoos are interesting. I think that labyrinths are interesting. I think that uh, the Kalmar Poison. union is interesting. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to combine these three. I'm going to combine a government structure that looks like this and a labyrinth and a tattoo that you have to get. And I don't know what those go together, but we're going to make up some things. Yeah. Um, and you might make up some stupid ideas, but that's okay. Hey, the path to the great idea is littered with some stupid ones and that's mm. fine yeah i would say um although this this is a fascinating conundrum that i have never even heard of much less experienced personally but it happens <laughs> want to do something and don't have any ideas what um i i would say take something that you hate and figure out how to make it better write it better mm. oh, uh that. Take something that you love and continue it. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were just bagging on Peter Jackson's 40-minute epilogue of The Lord of the Rings. Um, start what really does happen when when the elves have departed. Yeah. Sam Frodo and Gandalf are on the boat. Now what? Yeah. Um, 
and just start going from there and use it as a writing prompt. I mean, remember, also, this isn't necessarily useless because a lot of really popular things began as fan fiction. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey began as Twilight fan fiction. Uh, you know, I, I, so. Rumor has it a Dark and Wish started as World of Warcraft fan fiction. I can verify that that rumor <laughs> is true. <laughs> you know, so you know you might you might find as you start writing, 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 you really got something, and you yeah. kind of got to go through and maybe you got to reskin Sam, Mary, and Pippin. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the, the pick pick up. It, think of it. Don't think of it as a sprint. Think of it as a relay race where somebody's yeah. already coming around the corner and about to hand you the baton. Yeah, you know. Um, and then go from there. I uh, I will uh, su suggest writing prompts, namely because like I know that times were like I was working on something, but it wasn't at the point that I could start writing it yet, and I didn't have this backlog of ideas. Um, if I did just want to sit down, I had that urge to just write something. I would go find a writing prompt that was like a genre writing prompt and stuff like that, and then just let myself spend like an hour or something like that just writing and going at it and I uh, can you know uh, exercising that muscle. But uh, Aaron, you 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 looked shocked at one point. Did you find something for this, or oh, was thought, that a different thing? Well, two things. One, I thought of another another kind of um, exercise that I liked doing when I was assigned to stuff like this. I like a lot of the classroom assignments. I don't like like there's um if you like this sort of thing, it might be great. There's like a subreddit for writing prompts, yeah. right? And I find those those don't those make me go like you already told me what the story is i don't know it doesn't grab me the right way but if mm -hmm. it grabs you that's great but i did have um i think we did this in, for like a poetry class where you had to take one line of like a like one line from a poem and you may use that as the first line of a poem mm. so you take like if you open a book and pick a random sentence and use that as your first line um mm. that's an interesting way to start that's a little less constrained i feel like yeah um the face i made was i forgot forgot uh, a series of very important uh, horror novels. They are YA horror novels that my friend Kate writes, and they are fucking scary. Uh, and they're they're like they're eerie scary. So there's uh, Rules for Vanishing, which is about a bunch of teenagers that go in the woods and find a ghost road, and then they get stuck on it, and they have to follow the rules of the ghost road. That's on my bookshelf. That's on my oh, to be read. <laughs> oh, Trevor. Uh, it's so good. I have she she put it through. Our, she's in my critique group, so I've read it a bunch. Uh, I read it, and I at one point I was going for a run, and I had to run through a patch of uh, shadow. And one of the first rules is that if you have to go when you go through the dark, you have to hold hands. And I was like, oh. it's, um, it definitely got into my creepy. And then there's a it's a it's kind of they're kind of a loosely connected series. So she has um, hourless yeah, echoes, and then there's also oh balls, Kate. Kate, I'm so sorry. I'm, She's got Our Last Echoes and These Fleeting Shadows. They're all like Shakespeare-y kind of thing. Rules for Vanishing, and then it had to change the title. And then she has one coming out uh, called The Narrow, which is, uh, you know, do you know the, the, I think it's called The Strand, the like the river that's sideways. It's like very skinny, but if you fall in, it's really deep and really fast. Mm. There's this famous creepy creek, because people will go, I can jump across that, but then you trip and it go all the way down. And uh, so- there's one of those, and there's a drippy drowned ghost girl. That's... Oh, great. Cool. Mm -hmm. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. <laughs> one does. The, uh, uh, these Fleeting Shadows, I think, is kind of how, how she like knives out Eldritch Horror. Uh, well, I'm going to go make sure that I have that on my bookshelf as soon as we're done good. here. They're very good. And um, the, the, the Our Last Echo is, I don't even know how to describe that. It's, it's spooky shit in Alaska and 
islands, Aleutian islands Love kind of it. stuff. Um, anyway, that was yeah. why I made that face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Mark, uh, I, I hope that gave you uh, some ideas. Um, and, and despite what B Dave said there, don't no, I've been there. I get that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Just your problem is unique. That's all. <laughs> I I really enjoyed that you're just like no I'm not the exception I'm the rule. <laughs> that is, that no, is very this, 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 I mean yes, but I mean I, I I know a couple of people that fancy themselves to like sling a pen, and I've never ever 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 heard I, I want okay. to write and don't have any ideas. That's I, a new I one on me. Say, I believe you. It's just I a new one on me. I definitely went through a phase yeah. where I was like I don't have a lot of ideas. Yeah, and there. I think two things going on. Well, maybe three. One is if you don't have any ideas, uh, there's like, there's a self-confidence issue here. Cause I yeah. bet you do. And I bet you just don't think you're good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really truly do not have any ideas, your well is not full. Like you need to be reading more. You need to be consuming more like experiences and and watching movies and and whatever you're going to write like you should be engaging with that because you you know that's where you 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 get that inspiration is by 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 kind of reading or watching what other people are doing um like i think those are the two really big things and then the third thing is like kind of related i think that if you get in a place where you're not feeling confident and you're avoiding it it, you're not writing so you're not sort of putting those those ideas through their paces mm-hmm. the other possibility is you do have ideas but you have are friends with people who are just like sneezing ideas they're pouring out their their ears like they can't stop like i love kate very much but did you notice how many titles i said that's not even like a third of her books she just makes them constantly it's never ending right it's like you're not supposed to be fast and good but look at this <laughs> And so sometimes you look at that and you're like, well, shit, that's one thing. I don't, that's, that's how, that's the, that's the rule. Therefore, I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but that's, that's cockamamie. Again, good, fast, cheap, pick two. Um, I also would say this might be one of those times where uh, you can apply some negative visualization, where start asking yourself, what do I not want to write? Yeah. You might be like, I don't want to write a crime story. I don't want to write a pirate story. I don't want to write a story about fairies. I don't want to write a story about Hercules. And in the process of saying all that, you might be like, but Jason and the Argonauts was dope, though. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And then now now you got something. You yeah. know? But real talk, Jason and the Argonauts was, was, was cool, though. Yeah, man. <laughs> Although Hercules was on board the Argos for a time. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just but remember he was the most boring part. Just remember <laughs> the worst thing you write is still better than the best thing you did not write. If you yes. truly feel like you need to get pages words out on a page, sit down at the keyboard and write. I don't really know what I'm doing here today, but I would like to write something. You just write a stream of consciousness yeah. thing, you know, and you might find mm-hmm. yourself get into a rolling start of your like, but there was a fairy with a chainsaw. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it goes where it goes. Love it. Uh, okay, our, uh, our 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 next question uh, is from my wife. What? Uh, what was really funny is uh, she sent me this, and she was like, uh, "You don't, uh, but maybe don't say I'm your wife because you know there was some uh, famous dude on the internet who made his whole thing about loving his wife, and that didn't go great. So you know, you don't you don't have to be that guy." Uh, <laughs> 
if you're no listening jinx, in the no jinx. if you're looking if you're listening to this in the far flung future just google try guys 2022 um uh, so uh, bro so uh but the thing is Rookie mistake so, my 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 wife uh, uh is is thinking about doing NaNoWriMo and we okay. are in yeah. October also known as Preptober I have done uh, NaNoWriMo yep and uh yeah we did we did an episode last year we did an episode last year about it. like that's that's still weird Jesus, to say what even is yeah yeah it's, well, t- it's time man it's wild again I reject linear time and all the other lives of the Jedi my god uh, safer but uh but one of the things that 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 my wife loves doing is uh she likes you know getting things uh, aesthetically pleasing around her so that she can be in that mood and everything like that and so her question was how do you prep yourself and your space for long writing hauls i'm gonna let aaron say this because she's got a whole thing (laughs) i did have a whole thing at one point now it's different um when i needed to like just click in and start writing. That was really more for like lots of chopped up. I called it time confetti. Uh, like, time cause you, confetti. Yeah, cause like if you're, you know, being an, being an adult with a job and then also you have kids and, and everything gets busted up because you have to, you know, you know, jump up and flip the laundry and jump up and make the kid a snack and jump up and let the water meter guy in or whatever right it's very hard to get that full thing so just making a a practice where you can like click in that was where i had like i have a playlist i have um you know a tea i drink i have a scented hand lotion i use and all of these things when they happen you hit all those sort of sensory buttons and they go boop you're in the writing space um these days uh it's not quite as much because both my kids are in school uh and so uh when i have long hauls for writing i'm kind of like where do i want to sit today (laughs) pick a comfy spot make sure that you have like you know the things you need so that you don't get dehydrated while you're writing or something Mm -hmm. um and and kind of go i don't worry as much about it being sort of like a writer's space because Mm -hmm. i am writing in it right and some days i want to um write while lying down on my couch with a weighted blanket on and some days I sit at my desk like a grown-up. Uh, so, <laughs> you know what I love, actually? We have this, like, hammock swing on our patio. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I love it. And it, you know, just, like, the fabrics on either side, like, horse blinders. And then I just have my laptop on my lap. Honey, we're not getting a hammock. I'm just saying that for real. It's a hammock chair, to be clear. You only have to hang it one If he loved you, he'd get you a hammock. Oh, my God! Take this what I just said, how, Lady Bettis. This is how our scandals start. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just saying, I'm gonna, I'm, wife a hammock I'm, chair. I'm going to advocate you for you to get a hammock chair out of this. That's what, that's what I want you to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, again, um, understanding that once again, I have like struggles and stuff. Uh, my, as uh, I've said many times, for me, the hardest part is starting. Once I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I have found works really well is very similar to what Aaron does on concentration check, which is where you just tell yourself, you're like, I'm going to do this for like 20 minutes, then I'm going to stop for five or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, I think at this point, you know what you need in your environment, because I don't need any particular thing in, in my environment. But what I will say helps the most is just the routine. To what Aaron was saying, if you can, if you can stick to a time, stick to a time, yeah. not everyone does, 
but you will condition your brain that it is like, this is the time when I do words. Um, and it will come easier. Like I said, but even to the previous question, if when you, when you put your fingers to the keyboard, if you're truly not feeling it, write nonsense. Write about how you're not feeling it. Write about someone <laughs> who isn't feeling it. And then, you know, right you get a little bit. husband that won't get you I... a hammock chair. Well, I'm just saying, everybody knows if your husband loves you, he won't get you a hammock chair. I have that's two. Just, that's I'm just damn, saying. What? Damn, Kevin loves the shit out Actually, of you. I shouldn't say that. We have one for, there's one that that's for my son that Santa brought, technically. Uh, okay. But there okay. are two in my house that I, well, one is inside and one's outside. That's fair. That I sit yeah. in. So. First of all, I don't even know why so. you put air quotes around Santa brought it. Like, that's a complete sentence. Uh, <laughs> but yes. I, Santa, Santa got very high marks around here for a very long time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I would, but I think the last thing I would say is don't overthink it. There is yeah. not a perfect way. There's not a perfect candle. There's not a perfect lighting. There's not, you know, some people have to have that, um, um, you know, that, that thing you can install as a plug-in that will shut off all your social mm -hmm. media notifications mm -hmm. for a certain, some Free, people have freedom. to have that. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, because switching away and switching back is not difficult for me. If you know, that's hard for you, then you need those things. If yeah, it's not hard for you, like that. you don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I, th I think it's more about plugging your own particular, um, holes. And what I will say, finally, last but not least, the person who can tell you what you probably need, as long as you will listen to them honestly, is your loving husband who can tell you, honey, if your sister calls, you're gonna go and talk to her for an hour. Put your phone over there. You know what I mean? Like the, the people in your life that love you, that know you better than perhaps you know yourself are a resource to draw on. I had an author I worked with once when I was an editor and his wife used to hide the router when she left for work. <laughs> And when he hit his word count, he'd call her and be like, okay, I did it. She's like, okay, it's in the linen closet. Because he couldn't keep himself off the internet. So that was their solution. I took solution. a sip of cut water at the wrong time. That's really funny. <laughs> There's no shame in that. There's right? no shame in like, that's what you know you, you solved mean. your problem. I think the yeah. other thing is like, it reminds me of when my older son was, my older son has never been a good sleeper. And so when he got kind of, like when you know he's a baby, we built like kind of a routine. There's the sleep routine. We go around, we say goodnight to all the things in the room. We read a book, we sing a song, we go to bed, right? Yeah. And then as he got older, he started wanting to add things to this routine, right? So like we have to like read a book and sing a song and then I tuck him in like this. And then I have to tell him what he's going to dream about. And then I have to spray this thing on his pillow. And, and it was just like, okay, stop stop pick three things right and so like i think having rituals is important to kind of get you yeah. in a certain mindset if 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 that's especially if that's difficult but don't let yourself make the ritual the action yeah. right mm -hmm. getting ready to write is not writing mm -hmm. the, the Agreed. You, when you, last year or the year before i can't remember where you were you said you told me like you you went and got like a a, a scented lotion like that mm -hmm. when you put that on you were in ribo and i tried that and i was just like oh shit this works and also i smell like pumpkin latte <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. it's like don't get a smell that you hate and then like maybe change smells between books yeah so that yep. you don't want to go back and write the other book yep or that, I, would, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would say I would also say if you're gonna do a scent too, like 
don't necessarily do like the Bath and Body Works pumpkin spice where you could just right. be walking through the mall and Actually, be like, ah, you know. That's a, that's a really good point. So, so super tangent. Uh, when I had my first son, I so I am terrified of needles. I'm I'm better than I used to be, but the idea of an epidural made me want to like just like run screaming. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Bath so, and Body so Works. Bath thing. and Body Works. I did all this. Latte. Wait, wait, hang on. I don't mean to interrupt your story, but I need you all to know that Trevor Bettis has reached his basic bitch final form. Marshmallow right, pumpkin. Marshmallow, yeah. Marshmallow pumpkin. Marshmallow pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, they did like this hypno. I did a hypnosis thing, so I just stay calm, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it did not make. Did not make. I'm not going to tell you that made all the pain go away or anything, but it was like, okay, I have this. I have this. Um, mm. And part of it was they're like, you need a scent trigger, so pick out some like essential oils that you like the smell of, but do a combination. Because if you make this lavender, when you smell lavender, you're going to remember being in labor and it's not going to be nice to be smelling lavender for a while until you break that association. Right. So it was like, you know, this may drop of whatever. So that's a very good point. That could be a very good point. Like you don't want to break that association it's not the same. It's not like you're going to like have a, a traumatic experience if you're walking through the mall and you suddenly want to write your book. But if you're walking through the mall and you yeah. want to write your book and you can't write your book, then, you know, if that happens a lot, you might get to a place where or if you're using that lotion for other things, you're not so, going to make that association. And that's the trick is like tricking your brain into thinking that smell means we write. Yeah. What I will say also works really well, too, is a, uh, a go song. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're, you're oh, just yeah. like, is, is that, and I don't mean to keep oh, listening to while you're writing. I mean, like, you're like, it's time. Yeah. My go song's playing. Yeah, like, I, I mean, like, I like one of the age. things. Hmm? I was going to say, I, I have a playlist and I know the first song on the playlist is sort of a go song, but it yep. loops, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a super long playlist. Mm-hmm. But now I almost want to be like, okay, this is the go song and then we'll loop the playlist. Because at yep. this point, I'm getting really annoyed at that song. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> time to freshen up. Like, work. For, for, for me, in a in a different in a different environment, for me going to the gym, I have certain supplements I take. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's one I have to take an hour ahead, and I make a point that when I get up, the very first thing I do is take it, because now oh. it's almost like I've taken the poison, and the gym is the antidote. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like now I gotta do it. You know what I mean? I yeah. took the oxygen. Oh, I gotta go. That's no, that's yeah. like really good though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do the, the go song. Like, uh, my playlists are usually about a little bit longer than the length that I normally sit down and write. And hmm. so, like, I can hit that first one and just go in order. And most of the time, it's just background noise. So it's just going to be there. But that first song, that is getting me there. It's, it's like the it's like the title sc- screen on, on your favorite TV show. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, well, we're here now. Time to do it. Yep. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, I think that is a good place for us to start wrapping up. Answer some good questions that we tangent a lot off of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, friends, where can people find you and what are some things you're working on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can listen, watch, you can join me on uh, Concentration Check on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrollers every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific, like B. Dave said. Come get some Pomodoro sprints in. Um, my new book is coming out November 8th. Um, and give me one second, because there's a thing I should probably start telling people about. Anyway, Empire of Exiles, uh, which I, I have a new um, a new way I was going to start describing it, which is a bunch of magical nerds in a locked room mystery. They'll make it epic. No, uh, <laughs> so I 
will be signing copies of this on the release date at the University what? Bookstore in Seattle. Heck um, yeah, we're going to have a great big old book launch. And I don't oh, know yeah. what time on November 8th, but uh, if you go to Eventbrite there, <laughs> it'll tell get, you. Give me the link later and I'll put it in the description. Okay, cool. Perfect. November the 8th is a oh, Tuesday. Oh, 6, 6 p.m. Oh, no, it's a... Well, this says November 6th. That's interesting. November 6th is a Sunday. That's okay. Anyway, I guess I have to talk to uh, University Bookstore because I don't think that we have the same dates written down. Well, we'll find okay, out. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it says 8th on the event page and 6th on the book page. I will email them and be like, yo, your, your thing needs to be fixed. Anyway, 6 p.m., November 8th, University Bookstore in Seattle. Heck come yeah. Come get your book signed and say hi. Yeah. What about you, sir? Who are you? What awesome things are you working on? Uh, B. Dave Walters. I say words about things. Eagerly anticipating the release of Empire of Exiles. Yeah. Trying to figure out how I'm going to get my copy signed. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. In uh, I just had a, a wash of NDAs rush over my face. So I, would <laughs> I just saw say, that happen. Yeah, yeah I, I would just say, uh, follow me on the Tweetograms at B. Dave Walters. And I will point out, if you're thinking about doing NaNoWriMo, you should. It's not that difficult. It works out to... Uh, 1,667 words a day. 1,667. I was trying to remember the exact word. I was about to say 1,250, but it's like 1,667. 1,667 isn't hard. You can do... And I cannot overemphasize the feeling of accomplishment you will feel at having finished a novel, even if another human being never reads it ever. Knowing that it came out of your head onto the page is a feeling of accomplishment that few things in life will parallel. I'm telling you. I've written three novels that literally two people have read, and it felt right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, go back to that horror hallway <laughs> short story thing and, and do something with that. We'll, Don't we'll be see. like Robert Louis Stevenson. Although, in this case, do be like Robert Louis Stevenson, because eventually Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde came out. While sure. we were talking about it, I Googled, apparently, there's a dude that that story was actually based on, and his story's kind of messed up. So I'm going to leave that oh, to you guys okay, to look up cool. now. okay, cool. Good stuff. Great mm-hmm. Google searches for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there, and find uh, the less than uh, podcast than there were before, but still doing a lot of podcast stuff, so check that out. Um, yeah, that is going to be our show for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, the best way to support is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice and tell your friends about the show uh if you have any questions or topic suggestions or anything like that you can send them into writing about dragons shit at gmail.com and you can keep up to date on the show following us on twitter at about dragons but until next week go write about some dragons and shit <laughs> <laughs>